Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Curry flipped it over the top to Wiggins. Steps out. The jumper is up and good. It's a two. And a timeout for Houston. 111 to 98. Warriors go up 13 with 3.06 to go. And Tommy thinks it's in the bag. Tommy cracking one open. Andrew Wiggins getting that foot on the line. What would have been a ninth three point make on a historic night for Andrew Wiggins. A career high, eight of 10 from three. He goes for 36 points on 14 to 19 shooting. And the Warriors prevail tonight. In a game they led by 25, never trailed, but it did get a little bit tight at one point in the fourth quarter with the Rockets trimming the lead all the way down to, I believe, four before the Warriors push it back up and ultimately win it by 19. We welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you from Chase Center. We'll open up the phone lines right now at 888-957-9570, 957-9570 as the Warriors, believe it or not, with the win, they are 13-11, and 11, and that means they're two games over 500 for the first time this season. So yeah, you get off to a 2-1 and one start that winds up being a 3-2 and two start, and that had been the, the high watermark for the Warriors up until they had gotten back to 500 and then over 500, back to 500, then over 500 again. But with the win tonight, now 13 and 11, and that is the high watermark for the Warriors to this point in the season. They continue to vault up the Western Conference standings as the dubs. I mentioned last night on Warriors Live that a goal for Golden State would be potentially to be as high as fourth in the Western Conference by the close of business on Monday night if they could sweep the three-game homestand with the Bulls last night, the Rockets tonight, and the Pacers in Chase Center on Monday. Not going to quite get to fourth, I don't think, but they have an opportunity to get to fifth if they can win uh, and Sacramento loses tomorrow to the Chicago Bulls uh, because the Jazz just got beat by Portland in Salt Lake City. So the Warriors currently 13-11, and 11-1 and one on the home floor, a 10th consecutive home victory for the Dubs in this one. 
And so they are 11-1 and overall at home and good enough for sixth in the Western Conference. And the Warriors just now with 10 of the last 14 of the win column are starting to play their best basketball of the season. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Again, that is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text. I'm with you here for the next hour from Chase Center. Let's react to this one as the Warriors got off to a great start for the second time this season against the Rockets. Great start. They put a 40-burger on the Rockets in Houston a couple of weeks ago. And tonight it was a 39-point first quarter for the Warriors as they led by 16 after one. 39-23 was the lead there. And then the Warriors would would push it out even farther than that, all the way up to a 25-point lead in the second quarter before the Rockets made their push. And the Warriors, I think, took their foot off the gas. Great start for the Dubs. A little bit of a different rotation. We'll, We'll get to the winners and losers and who made the most of their opportunities here coming up uh, on Warriors wrap-up. But uh, the Warriors foot off the gas a little bit. Rockets, you know, are going to keep coming. Second of a back-to-back young team, athletic team, team that can get some second-chance points, team that likes to get in the paint, get to the free-throw line. And as this one went on, the Rockets started to have a lot of success in the paint. Ended up with 72 points in the paint for the Rockets and and got to the free-throw line 20 times. Uh, But the story of this one was Andrew Wiggins, the headliner off the top, 19 shots for Andrew Wiggins. He knocks down 8 of 10 from 3. But the story in this one, in addition to the the great start for the Dubs, was the fact that they knocked down 25 three-pointers in this game and now 49 three-pointers for the Warriors in the two games that they've played against the Rockets this season. They hit 25 tonight and 24 back on November the 20th, and the Rockets made three. The Rockets made three three three-pointers. So the Warriors with a 66-point advantage tonight from three-point range, if my math is correct. Yeah, they hit 22 more three-pointers than than the Rockets did uh, in this game, and that is good enough for 66 points. That, That makes up for allowing... 72 points in the paint. So, yeah, good night all around, Steph Curry, uh, as far as some of the scoring totals go. uh, He ends up with 30. Jordan Poole saw his average uh, dip, uh, 28 points per game for Poole in four prior starts when he's been subbing in for Klay Thompson, when Klay Thompson has rested in the second half of these back-to-backs. Only 21 tonight, but an efficient 21 for Jordan Poole. He hit five threes. 21 points, plus 25. Poole continues to make his greatest impact, although he has been playing well of late off the bench. His best games come when he's in the starting lineup. Uh, Nothing we can do about that at this point or that the Warriors can do about that at this point because Klay Thompson's been playing much better over the last couple of weeks. But uh, Poole can step in and Poole can, can stay ready for his opportunities to start. And Poole's opportunity to start meant that there was an extra rotation spot, and we talked about this 
throughout the day here on 95.7 The Game, that meant that Moses Moody was going to get a chance to play for the first time in, in basically a month since being banished from the rotation as the Warriors started their improved play, and Moody stayed ready. Steve Kerr had said that part of the reason Moody was not playing was the numbers game, the fact that Moody had become the fifth guard. Typically, only four guards are going to play in a, in a rotation, so you got Steph and Clay, you got Poole and DiVincenzo. Moody the odd man out as the fifth guard, but with Clay Thompson taking a rest, Poole goes into the starting lineup, and that means Moses Moody gets an opportunity to play, and Moses Moody comes through in a big-time way. Three timely three-pointers for Moses Moody in this game. He ends up with 11 points on the night in 17 minutes, and the Warriors needed those points. And again, like I said, timely threes for Moses Moody. So making the most of his opportunity, a lot of calls, a lot of texts come in, and people are wondering, what has Moses Moody got to do to get his himself on the floor? Well, sometimes it takes either an injury or a night where somebody's getting a, a night off, and, and it, it only takes one shift to, to allow somebody uh, an opportunity. So Moses Moody, I think, put, for the most part, his best foot forward, at least offensively. He was uh, a minus 16 in the game overall, but nice to see Moses Moody get out there and knock down some shots and show that even though he hasn't been playing, he still is capable to really impact winning and, and, and help this team, and, and he was able to do that in a, in a big-time way in, in this one tonight. Now, note from ESPN Stats and Info, Steph Curry, eight three-pointers made. Andrew Wiggins, eight three-pointers made. And we'll just run down everybody who hit threes for the Warriors tonight. It was, it's incredible when you look through uh, everybody. It, he had eight for Curry, eight for Wiggins, five for Jordan Poole, so that's 21 right there. And then you've got Moses Moody, who I mentioned, knocking down three, and Draymond Green, the other one. Draymond able to hit a, a, another three, one of five. Draymond getting a little three-point happy. But as far as Curry and Wiggins, the pair with eight, according to ESPN Stats and Info, this via Kendra Andrews of ESPN, Curry and Wiggins are the third pair of teammates to each make eight three-pointers in the same game in NBA history. So it's the third time it's ever happened. And in a stunner, Wiggins and Curry are the first pair of Warriors to do it. So Steph and Clay have not done it. The, the Splash Brothers, among those who have an NBA history, and the Warriors go off tonight from three and, and wind up really masking a second consecutive game where there were stretches where they played well, but really nowhere near complete games these last couple of nights. But as I mentioned on Warriors Live before the game last night, I'm not as concerned about these three games being pretty or being smooth or who necessarily does what. They just need to add up to three wins for the Warriors to get that record a little bit of separation from, from the 500 mark. 888-957-9570. Let's go to Jacob in San Francisco. Get us tipped off here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up on the phone lines on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Jacob? Hi, what's going on? Thanks for taking my call. You know, all I wanted to say was, you kind of touched on it a little bit, was that Moses Moody is underrated, and he I feel like he needs more minutes somehow, you know? Yeah, I, I'm not sure how it's going to happen at this point I, I, because Steve Kerr has said that they consider him more of a guard, Jacob, and, and thank you for the call as opposed to a wing. I wouldn't mind seeing him get some wing minutes. 
I know Anthony Lamb's been in there. He's more of a 3-4 type. I think Moody can play the three. You know, Jonathan Kaminga didn't exactly play great tonight. He didn't exactly play great last night. His minutes dipped a little bit, but he still had 17. I think there is a little bit of a positional crunch when it comes to, to Moody as far as not being able to, to find his way on the floor. He also has had issues with fouling, he has had issues with turnovers, and he hasn't consistently knocked down shots when he has been granted opportunities to get out there. I think if if he would do, let's say, two of those three things, make shots and not foul, make shots and not turn it over, if, if he would do two of those things, even if he doesn't make shots, don't turn it over and don't foul, two of those three between the fouls, the turnovers, and, and making shots, I think he could put himself in a position where in some lineups the Warriors could play him at the three a little bit uh, against some teams that that maybe are are more willing to go a little bit smaller Uh, but you still got to have time for Jordan Poole you still got to have time for Dante DiVincenzo Clay Thompson tonight Uh, you know you saw it was an opportunity who's going to step up without Clay and his 18 19 points per game and it was Wiggins adding to his total tonight it was Jordan Poole uh, adding about five or six to, to his average tonight, and that more than made up for it, and the Warriors did it in a big-time efficient way, hitting 25 of 52 from three-point range. But the key for Moses Moody is to stay ready and to be ready, and when you're tapped on the shoulder, and, and I think Moses Moody had a good had a good inkling that he'd be playing in this one tonight with the second of the back-to-back, and just put your best foot forward. That's all you can do in this situation if you're Moses Moody. Put your best foot forward. Show Steve Kerr that, that you're ready to roll when you go in the game and you know you're going to get those minutes and, and make it hard on Steve Kerr to not play you in in the future game. So I think box check tonight uh, as far as Moses Moody being ready and, and really helping the, the, the Warriors uh, and, and timely threes. They, you know, his threes came at, at moments in where if he doesn't hit them, maybe the Warriors find themselves in a little bit more trouble than, than they did down the stretch rather than, than boosting the lead back up in the 15 to 20 range as, as the season rolls on. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. As uh, the Warriors get the win, 120-101 to 101 over the Rockets. They improve to 13-11 and 11 on the season. 25 three-pointers. Warriors are 2 over 500 for the first time this season. They have now won 10 of 14, 10 and 4 since November 7th. Uh, that game coming off of the 0-5 road trip where the Warriors were at their low point of the season at 3-7, and 7, and the Dubs continue to be dominant at home now nine uh, consecutive home wins coming into this one, ten consecutive home wins as the Warriors are going to have a chance to extend that streak to 11, which would equal their longest in a year. It was right about this time last year at the beginning of the year where the Warriors were big-time dominant uh, on the home floor. Three-pointers necessary tonight. It helped uh, really offset the fact that the Warriors were getting hit in the paint. It was uh, another night where sloppy, although... Uh, sloppy, I think, more defensively than, than anything at times. Uh, not really necessarily in the turnover department as the Warriors only had 14, but just just a, a, a choppier game, I think, for the, for the Warriors tonight. Warriors also withstood a couple of injury scares in, in this game tonight, which I think is, is important and of note, and that is the fact that both Steph Curry and Jordan Poole appeared to, to have ankle tweaks 
at different junctures uh, in this one, and both were able to shake him off. There were timeouts surrounding both plays, and Curry, it, it looked like he was really trying to run his off during the timeout uh, and was able to, to stay in the game. And then Jordan Poole was able uh, to limp back to the bench and, and go through his paces, uh, very similar to what was going on with Steph Curry uh, at, at the moment earlier in the game. But uh, they lost or they didn't lose either. They were able to keep both on the floor. We'll continue to monitor that uh, over the course of uh, the next couple of days here as the Warriors gear up to take on Indiana on Monday night and close out this homestand before going to Utah. But the Warriors, I think, have been fortunate in many ways that the injury bug hasn't bitten them at a time where they haven't necessarily been playing great basketball, and they're trying to extend themselves out ahead of the 500 mark by a few more games before hopefully they have to deal with that as every team inevitably will will have to to deal with that uh, at some point. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7. The game is the Warriors looking to extend their winning ways of late as uh, the Warriors are going to take on the Pacers, as I mentioned here on uh, Monday night. All right, let's uh, go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, in this one as he addressed uh, everything we've been talking about as the Warriors improved to 13-11. Here's the head coach. I think you guys made like 24 threes and they made three. Um, I mean, that's good, obviously. Um, but do you feel like that might have masked what was, you know, not necessarily the cleanest game from you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a phenomenal first 18 minutes. I thought that, that was maybe the best stretch we've had all year to start the game. And, and then, you know, halfway through the second quarter, maybe eight minutes left in the second quarter, we didn't have any turnovers. We had like 16 assists. Um, we were you know, defending, rebounding, doing everything right. And then we just lost our our focus. And uh, that's our biggest challenge right now is uh, trying to maintain our focus long enough to not give up leads and, and allow teams back in. And I thought that's what what happened tonight, but, um, and we're going to make a lot of threes. Um, we got great shooters and we have uh, a lot of guys who can shoot them, but we know we have a lot of improvement to make, um, mainly on that, that focus dynamic that, that I talked about. We've talked about Andrew Wiggins being, you know, the second most reliable player this season, uh, another really efficient night for him with eight threes is a career high for him. Just what have, what'd you think of him today? Yeah, Andrew was was uh, great. I, I I didn't feel like I had done a, a very good job the last two or three games of getting him involved. Um, you know, sometimes um, he can be uh, left out a little bit offensively when when we're really you know kind of flying up the court and taking quick shots. And uh, you know, he's he's such a good player and and uh, attacker. And so I, I, tonight we made a little more concerted effort to try to get him the ball early. And but more than anything, he was uh, he was just super aggressive, and uh, the shooting was uh, was amazing to watch. Steve, you've been saying how Moses Moody will be ready for his opportunity. 17 minutes, 11 points. What stood out to you the most? Uh, just his um, professionalism and his character. I mean, the guy hasn't played in a month, and he's been working 
so hard every single day, going full bore, getting his work in uh, in the weight room, on, on the floor, getting extra shots. So Moses is someone who I just believe in, you know, as a as a human being. And, and um, he showed why tonight. Um, that takes a lot of character um, to uh, to come in off the bench uh, with a lot of cobwebs and, and shake all those off and knock down big shots and uh, and and play important minutes. So hats off to Moses. Also uh, tonight, Draymond Green passed Michael Jordan on the uh, all-time three-point list. Just want to know if you think Michael might take that personally. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's a random stat, um, but um, yeah, we'll we'll celebrate that. I'll go down and toast Draymond downstairs. Steve, uh, you don't really have like the traditional shot blocker type rim protectors. Uh, how, how do you stop a team from just scoring in the paint with the frequency that we saw tonight and maybe some other games? I thought the problem tonight was um, switching was not good. It wasn't clean. And so they started getting penetration because we weren't uh, we weren't physical with our, our switching. We weren't controlling the screener and we, we uh, missed a couple of uh, switches uh, communication wise. So we have to try to keep people in front of us. We don't have anybody back there who's going to you know, clean up the mess. So um, we've got to do a better job of just the initial point of attack uh, defense. Steve, a lot has been made of, of Draymond's impact on the second unit, and rightfully so. But Andrew is another starter who has been spending a lot of time kind of bridging the first and second unit. What does he add to that group and, and how does his, his him playing with them help them out as well? Well, obviously, um, the shooting, which stood out tonight, but but he's a you know also a secondary playmaker. You know if if he's out there with Jordan, Jordan's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. But uh, but Wiggs can um, you know can create plays and create offense off the dribble uh, himself. And then just his experience, you know this guy's a champion. He's an all star. So it's it's comforting for me to to see him out there with uh, with a, a unit that you know sometimes needs settling down. A stretch like that where where you aren't committing any turnovers and the team isn't fouling for for a good stretch does that does that show you you guys can play your up tempo style and and do it cleanly so to speak I've never felt like our uh, turnovers are a result of our style they've always been um, a result of carelessness you know we're a, we're a team that's pretty loose and uh, that looseness sometimes is great. Um, because it leads to guys shooting with a lot of freedom, attacking, being aggressive. Um, but we always try to challenge our guys to walk the line, you know, just walk that ledge, be really aggressive and loose and free, but just keep hitting singles. That's what I always say, keep hitting singles. And then it seems like, you know, we'll we'll hit 15 singles in a row and then five guys will step up to the plate and swing for the fences and strike out. And then, you know, we lose our our edge. So, well, that's, that's, that's the challenge for this, for our team. And um, we, I know we can get there and get to a place where we're playing more consistently for, uh, for a longer period of time. Yeah. And turnovers less of a factor in, in this game tonight, really the disparity. And I was just looking it up as Steve Kerr was, was talking about the, the penetration and, and really putting it on, on the switches as far as the ability for, the Rockets to get it going in the paint. So it was 72-34 Rockets in the paint. 72-34, a 38-point advantage for the Rockets in paint points. 36 of 56 were the Rockets in the paint uh, tonight. So 72 paint points for Houston. Uh, Rockets a plus 38 in that department. But then when you factor in the three-pointers, the 
score a plus 66 from three uh, in, in this game. So they offset uh, that between the paint points and the, and the threes. The Warriors end up having a 24-point advantage uh, in a game that they wind up winning 120 to 101. Interesting comments from Steve Kerr about focus. Uh, I think that is always going to be an issue for the Warriors as they're currently constituted against bad teams or struggling teams. I think the Bulls I would put in the category of a struggling team. The Rockets are a, a young, talented, but let's face it, bad team. They're one of the worst five teams in the NBA coming in record-wise. And I think the Warriors are at a point where the margin for error is not as great as it's been, uh, certainly than it was last year. And and obviously going back to the, the pre-pandemic championship era. And so I think the Warriors are going to find themselves also an older team where they play great for a lot of stretches, and the bench is a part of this. I think the, the veteran players maybe wanting to coast a little bit is a part of this as well. But they are going to have these stretches where I think they play great, they build these big leads, and then the focus is not there or being able to maintain it against bad teams is not going to be there. And it could bite them at times, and we've seen it bite them at times, where they've let some bad teams back in games and then tried to go win it once it was a closer game down the stretch. And basically on the road, they haven't been able to do it. And at home, they have been able to do it when it happens. So there's uh, an attention to detail, a focus. Again, it was the fouling and, and the poor defense, which allowed all the paint points that I think were the were the biggest components of, of all of that. But I, I thought it was interesting after the first 18 minutes, which Steve Kerr said he thought was great, the biggest challenge is continuing to, to maintain the focus. And how about what Steve Kerr had to say about Moses Moody? I just believe in Moses as a human being. You can tell Steve Kerr identifies with a bench player that thinks he's going to be playing and then goes through that stretch where it's a long time and he doesn't get his his self out on the floor and, and opportunities. I think Steve Kerr's talked about the fact that he really relates to players like that because he was one of those players. I think you know, Moses Moody, obviously a higher upside uh, type of a player than, than, than Steve Kerr was, but I, I do think Coach Kerr uh, really, uh, you know, he, he likes those bench guys that, that take on the temperament of a guy like Moses Moody. And I, I think that the quote of the night, really, uh, I just believe in Moses Moody as a, as a human being. And, and sometimes Steve Kerr's had to have a little bit of tough love with Moody with some of the mistakes that he's made. And it's got to be tough uh, to do what's best for the Warriors, which has been to not play him as much and, and make no mistake. The Warriors, since they have essentially, they dialed back Kaminga. Kaminga has since played a little bit more. Moody essentially has not played at all for the most part during this stretch where the Warriors have played well. And, and James Wiseman has been working on his game in the G League for the most part, but out of the rotation during this stretch where the Warriors have, have picked it up. And, and now I think that this, the key becomes, do those guys continue to improve? Really, Moody and Wiseman, because Kaminga is in the rotation currently. And are they ready when called upon as Moody was tonight? And can, as the Warriors continue to separate here away from 500 in the positive way, can they uh, search out, seek out more opportunities here and there to get to get each of those players back into the mix without upsetting some of the rhythm that has been built up? All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here inside Chase Center. It's Warriors wrap-up. We'll pause. 
We'll come back. We're going to hear from Andrew Wiggins. We're going to hear from Kavon Looney, but we still have time for some more phone calls as we keep things rolling. Uh, pretty close to 930 tonight. Warriors get the win over the Rockets, 120 to 101. And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Wiggins, another three, eight of nine. My goodness, it's cold and wet outside, but Wiggins is searing hot inside. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Who was going to step up with Clay Thompson out, fill some of the scoring void for the Warriors? Andrew Wiggins said, I got this, to the tune of 36 points on 8 of 10 from 3, narrowly missing a ninth three-pointer of getting his foot on the line late, but finishing, again, 14 of 19 overall, 8 of 10 from 3, as he leads the Warriors along with Steph Curry, who also hit eight three-pointers to a 120-101 victory over the Houston Rockets. We welcome you back inside Chase Center here on 95.7 The Game. It is Warriors wrap-up as the Dubs get the win over the Rockets, improving to 13-11 and 11 on the season. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here. Uh, Warriors wrap up tonight on 95.7 The Game as uh, the Warriors now at last check all the way up to sixth in the Western Conference and only three games now out of first in the Western Conference. So the Warriors for the first time in a long time are they would not be playing tournament or, or below uh, and still 10 teams at 500 or above the Timberwolves ended up losing tonight to Oklahoma City at home. Uh, they got a big win without Carl Anthony Towns in their first game without Towns, but uh, they lost tonight to Oklahoma City. So the Thunder uh, improved to 10-13. and 13. Minnesota is the odd team out right now as far as the, the playing tournament. They'd be 11th, and only 10 would get in uh, as they dip to 11-12. and 12. But the Warriors all the way up now to 13-11, and 11, which is good enough for 6th. And the Warriors right there with Memphis, the Pelicans, Nuggets, Suns, 
And surprise, Sacramento. Sacramento uh, is 12-9 and on the season, and the Kings are playing real, real strong basketball. They are, I believe, 9-3. and So the Warriors, since the Clay Thompson fouled Kevin Herter and got away with it game on November the 7th here in this building, the Warriors are 10-4, and and the Kings are 9-3. and with the win over the Warriors in, in Sacramento that, that next weekend. And so that was really a, a somewhat of a pivot point for, for both teams as the Kings got hot, had a seven-game winning streak from there. The Warriors have been really good from that point on. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, the Kings, after an 0-4 start, by the way, they're 12-5 and in the last 17 games after they started 0-4, and, and now you've got the Warriors back up to 13 and 11 and and the importance really is for the Warriors to to finish this thing on Monday against Indiana get to 14 and 11 take your shot at Utah before you get Boston a week from tonight man that's going to be a fun one the Celtics in this building rematch of the NBA finals ABC Saturday night showcase uh, the first one uh, a week from tonight, the NBA sneaking that one in in December before all the college bowl games and, and everything start rolling. The NFL starts playing on Saturdays here in a couple of weeks. But the NBA sneaking that one Saturday night showcase in with a with a big boy game, <laughs> the, the Warriors and the Celtics and the Celtics have been awesome to begin the year. They did lose last night at home to Miami in what was uh, the second of consecutive games they played against Miami. But 18-5 and five are the Celtics, and they're coming out uh, on, a, on a Western trip here uh, over the course of the next week. And uh, the, the Titans collide inside Chase Center a week from tonight. That's going to be a, a fun one to talk about and to react to here on 95-7, the game. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear... From Andrew Wiggins, the star of the ball game tonight, as he addressed his eight of ten from three and thirty-six point performance. Yeah, I man, I think we had this conversation kind of maybe the last time you were in here, but like, just how good do you feel from three right now? I think, I think you're now up to like near forty-five percent on the season. I feel good. You know, my shot feels good. You know, I'm repping it out in practice, getting a lot of shots up, just to you know stay consistent with it. Has forty ever mattered to you? I mean, forty at some times to shooters feels like kind of I guess the holy grail or you know for this I want to be above it you know I said that's what I aim for once you get past 40 then people then they look at you different <laughs> when it comes to three-point shooting but um you know that's what I strive for so I work out shoot a lot a lot of reps you know to prepare myself for the game so I think at one point tonight they had you at nine of 11 but do you remember which one of your foot was on the line <laughs> yeah it was my last my last make yeah did you know when you shot it your foot was on the line I knew it might be on the line but I feel like I just had to shoot it. <laughs> have you like changed anything or done anything differently to just prepare yourself um, just because of how well you are shooting the three? Just always staying ready, you know, always staying alert, you know, assertive and ready because, you know, on this team, you know, we all move the ball, you know, trying to find the open man and, you know, there's going to be a lot of shots for everybody. So you always got to stay prepared. And then what was that third quarter like for you? I think you had 17 points and five of your eight threes came in that frame. Man, I felt like I was just flowing. You know, my shot felt good. My teammates, you know, did a great job, you know, just finding me and, you know, getting me open shots and good looks. So, felt good. Steve said that one of the biggest issues right now with this team is is not being able to stay focused throughout the entire game. And 
these past two games, that's when you guys have let your opponent back in. So what needs to change, you know, down the stretch of the games to to stay locked in and not let teams get back into the game? I mean, the game is full of runs. You know, I feel like when you play with the game, you know, the game will play with you. Uh, you know, that other team will start making shots. And next thing you know, it's a, it's a close game. And um, so you always got to, you know, play your heart out, you know, on the floor and, you know, never take your opponent lightly. You know, don't take your foot off the gas, no matter, you know, who you're playing. You know, Houston is a bunch of young guys, but they're hungry, you know, and they're young, so they're not going to stop. They're going to have energy the whole game. So we just got to stay with it. How many threes would you say you, you're putting up in a given practice? I just shoot till I feel good, till it feels good. <laughs> okay. hundred? Uh, less? Uh, Probably more. More than a hundred? Yeah. Fewer than 200? Now I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just okay. shoot till it feels good. What tells you that it that it feels good? I know that sounds silly, but maybe they're all going in or, or you uh, just... Um, not that... The, I mean, going in is one of, one of the things, but, you know, just when it leaves my hand, how it feels... Um, just preparing for the ball before the pass comes, just staying locked in, you know, and when it feels like I'm like, it feels good, then I'm, then I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Steve said that sometimes it feels like you can kind of get left out of the offense at times. Not today, obviously, but past couple of games, maybe. Is that something that you notice? And when that happens, how do you counteract that as a player? I feel like that's one of the things about, you know, being on a good team, you know, every every night's going to be someone else's night. And, you know, you just got to wait for your moment. You know, I'm fortunate enough to play for a lot of great players on this team. So I feel like it, it happens sometimes, but if it's not me, then it could be somebody else. But um, as long as we're winning, you know, and I stay focused, stay locked in, um, I, I'm good. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins, more than good and more than locked in. And, and again, every time you hear him talk, he just loves being a member of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you, know, you, you just you think back through his career and the perception of Andrew Wiggins based on being the number one pick and, and based on being with Minnesota where there was a, a whole lot of losing with the exception of, of the one year and everything getting weird with Jimmy Butler leaving there and – and him and Towns and, and all of that, and he comes over to the Warriors and he's just gotten better and better and better. Seemingly loves being the third or the fourth option in terms of the star power and the players that have won multiple championships, but I, I think you could make the case that Andrew Wiggins has been right up there beneath Steph Curry and, and, and really on par at times even with Draymond Green as far as the, the most valuable Warriors. If you're looking at who's, who's in that two spot, uh, and, and Wiggins is – the beauty of Wiggins is the fact that he is comfortable in waiting for his night and waiting for his turn and, and being ready. And tonight with Clay Thompson out, you know there's probably going to be anywhere between 10 – 12 to 15 or 18 shots that are going to be out there for, for others to be able to take. And tonight was a night where, where Andrew Wiggins ends up shooting it 19 times. Only Steph Curry, who put it up 21 times, shot the ball more than Andrew Wiggins uh, in this game for either team tonight. And, and Wiggins was hitting him. He's hot right around the 45% mark overall from three coming into the game. And then you go 80 on 8 of 10 for a night. And that just continues to to push you forward. And uh, Wiggins just, yeah, been tremendous for, for the Warriors. And they've needed it. And, and he's just somebody that you can count on. Game in, game out, uh, a wing. And, and I don't know that the Warriors could have anticipated that Wiggins would play this well 
offensively this frequently and do it shooting the three. I mean, that's that's the adjustment. And you just look at his shot chart in going through, and it's amazing to, to look at all of the left-wing threes. Every, I'm, I'm looking at tonight. Six of the eight threes were basically left wing or just left of the top of the key. Six of the eight. And then he had one left corner three, which throughout his career has been his highest percentage three-point shot. He does tend to like the left side over the right side uh, when it comes to the numbers. And then he hit one corner three from the right side as well. But, yeah, just just so comfortable. And in the Warriors' offense with so much attention on Curry and Clay Thompson and tonight Jordan Poole, uh, Wiggins is somebody that's going to get a lot of open looks. you got to give somewhere. And I think at times teams still tend to think a little bit of Wiggins, the guy that wasn't a great three-point shooter throughout the, the time in his career when he was with Minnesota. And I thought that was a great question from Kendra Andrews of ESPN uh, to Steve Kerr earlier about Wiggins and his impact, not every night, Tonight, for sure, and a lot of nights as the Warriors have flipped things here of late, but Wiggins being a part of that that second unit and, and helping to be another playmaker along with Draymond Green. And we talk about second unit, second unit, second unit, but at a minimum there's two starters on the floor with that second unit, and at times there's even three on the floor with that second unit. But, but Wiggins has been an underrated component uh, to – assisting that second unit and he's just uh he's a guy that you do kind of like I love hearing him because he just seems so relaxed and like he's having the the time of his life and of course he figures to be a warrior here for years to come agreeing to that contract extension before the season 888-957-9570-888-957-9570 couple of text messages to get to here on 95.7 the game Xfinity mobile text line before we hear from Kavon Looney uh hey JD more shots for Wiggins and Pool tonight without Clay Thompson out there. Just saying, well, yeah, of course there's going to be. But look, Clay's been playing a lot better. I thought last night he had 26 points. There was a little bit of a of a reverting back to the shot hunting Clay, but but those nights are still going to be there if Clay plays the way that he's tried to play in terms of shot selection over the rest of this season as he has the last couple of weeks. The Warriors are going to be fine, and I think the good news is for the Dubs. It's the fact that Clay is starting to play better and Poole's starting to play better. Poole played well last night. Poole's had really four of the last five games, I think, now where he's much more efficient and sounds like he's rolling into his own uh, as this thing moves forward. The 5 one on the Xfinity Mobile text line. A lot cleaner on the turnovers, J.D., but too many fouls. Didn't like it. It appeared that Draymond was trying to thread the needle again like in the past and, and turning the ball over. Looking at Draymond's line, yeah, a couple of those tonight, two turnovers for Draymond, but really, again, the turnovers were were not the biggest factor as as the texter alluded to there, but it's always something you gotta got to keep an eye on for the Warriors, and typically they are of the Warriors' own doing as opposed to, as Steve Kerr said, the, the style of play that the, that the Warriors uh, attempt to play, although I do think the style and having so much talent – is part of the deal with the, the turnovers as well. And uh, the 5-1-0, a different person from the 5-1-0, a little, little praise for yours truly. Great job today, J.D., insightful show this morning and afternoon. 
And a way to keep it rolling tonight. Yeah, this is how I roll on these Saturdays. Love these these double-day Saturdays and, and being able to talk to the people and react to Warriors basketball. And I'm not going to lie, I'm already excited for next Saturday, as I mentioned earlier, with the Celtics coming in and the, and the rematch of, of the NBA Finals. And the Celtics look like they're even better than they were when the Warriors last saw them on June the 16th when the Warriors won the NBA championship uh, at TD Garden in Boston. All right, let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes of Kavan Looney tonight uh, as he met with the media. Kavan, nine points. Seems like the Warriors run the first play of the game for Kavan every night. It ends up turning into a, a layup for him. Three of four, 12 boards, and a block. And uh, here's Loon after this one. Is the biggest thing that kind of stands out to you on the box score that made threes on both sides? I wouldn't say the biggest surprise. I mean, we shoot a lot of threes, <laughs> but we got, got a great shooter. So uh, we got good looks and everybody was making them tonight. And for them, uh, I, feel, I feel like we played pretty good defense on uh, in a half court. Most of the time when I mean, they got back in the game, it was for, we was turning the ball over and they're pretty tough to stop in transition. But I think in a half court, we took away all their, their clean good looks. What What's it just like to see kind of Andrew Wiggins? He really is built off of what he did in the playoffs heading into this season. Maybe defensively, he could be a little bit better, but offensively, he's been pretty good to start the season. Uh, I think he's been rock solid for us all year. He's been really consistent. You know, he can count him in with, with 20 points every night and, and guarding the other best perimeter player every night. So uh, he's been a consistent guy for us. And to see him, you know, seeing a girl get better as a player is, 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 is great to see, you know. Uh, he always been a pretty good shooter, but this year he's, he even seems like taking another leap, shooting the ball. He feel, It seems like he's a lot more confident out there uh, in everything he's doing. So, you know, just great to see his development. You know, the streets are uh, giving Mo a nickname, stay ready. You know, <laughs> a solid night for him tonight, um, sharp shooting, good defense, um, you know, playing minutes for the first time in two games. What, you know, Kerr praised him. Uh, just now after the game, what kind of goes into his preparation that he seems to always be ready whenever his number's called? Uh, that's just that just speaks to his character and him as a young player. That's kind of tough to do to not know ever know when your number's going to get called and and actually to, when it is called to show up and do your job. Uh, he did that for his last year in the playoffs and he wouldn't play for multiple games and he done it in the third quarter and he performed. So, you know, for me, that's what I expect from him every time he gets there, get there on the court. You know, he's a really good good young player and. When it's veteran team, you got to kind of wait your turn and be ready for your opportunity when your number is called. And that's something that I think all the young guys on our team are going to have to go through and learn through. That's what I had to go through coming up. So uh, he he knows what to expect. And when his number is called, he's always ready. Steve has talked a lot about just defending without fouling um, and not sending guys to the foul line. And you guys have like the biggest disparity in the league right now between free throw attempts and your opponent's free throw attempts. I mean, is it is that something that you guys like actively talk about that disparity and is how big of a concern I guess that is that for you guys uh, I mean Steve talks about it every day a lot every day every chance he gets he talks about fouls every day for three years probably so we've been fouling for a long time I never feel like I'll be fouling but I, I on film it looks like fouls I guess so it's something as a team we got to get better at uh we talk about that all the time we're one of the best teams and when the game just flown, we able to use our pace, but when we're out there fouling, we slow, the game slows down and uh, teams have to set up their defense and uh, it's hard to win like that. So that's something we got to get better at, uh, something we need to focus on. I think that's the, the next step for our defense to take is to, to stop falling. And I think if we do that, we can take another step as a, as a team. All right, so Kevon Looney there, a lot of different things, talking about the fouling, talking about the defense, 
talking a lot uh, about Andrew Wiggins as well as you, you look at the jump that Andrew Wiggins has made over the course of, of this year and, and you just look at it as far as, as his season has gone and it, it really is, it, it just has been tremendous uh, for, for Andrew Wiggins and, and the level that he's playing at and you look at the shooting uh, percentage for Andrew Wiggins coming in, uh, 42.4% from three, and that was before the 8 of 10 in the game tonight uh, against the Rockets. And, yeah, you just continue to push that forward, and, and we're talking about somebody that's that shot 38 uh, or 35.4% from three for, for his career. So, yeah, you just you, you look at, at Wiggins, and it's just been it's been terrific. And last year he upped it. Uh, the last couple of years, he's upped it. You, you look at when he joined the Warriors in the middle of the pandemic-shortened season in 1920, right before the pandemic started, he was 33-9 with the Warriors for, for that season, uh, 33-1 with the Timberwolves for that season. So basically shooting it at, at 33%, 33-33.5% from three. And first full year with the Warriors, the 71-game campaign in the, the other pandemic-shortened season, 38%, then 39.3. There was a good chunk of the year last year where Wiggins was was over 40%. Uh, this one is seemingly even even higher than that, and 42.4 coming in uh, to, to tonight. And then having an 8 of 10 on top of that, uh, it's just impressive, impressive stuff from Andrew Wiggins as he continues to be somebody that, that the Warriors are are leaning on and, and are going to need to lean on. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time, the, the fact that Wiggins is still a younger player by comparison than the other players in the, in the championship core, by no means a young player by you know NBA standards and somebody who came into the league in, in 2014, 2015 as the number one overall pick in the draft. But he's only 27, and he's going to be 28 coming up in in February. And it just, you know, that's what you need when you've got Steph Curry who's going to be 35, and you've got some other guys that are are getting on into their their low to mid 30s among that that championship core. And we talk about the the two timelines a lot, and the young core and the super young guys, the the lottery picks that the Warriors have drafted themselves these last few years, Wiseman and, and Kaminga and, and Moses Moody, and we tend to think, hey, the Warriors are going to have to lean on them because of the, the youth and all of that. But the two players that I think the reality is the Warriors are having to rely on are, are Andrew Wiggins, a, a 27- to 28-year-old young vet who can get the job done on a high, high level on a night-in, night-out basis, and, and it's been Jordan Poole. You know, you look at what's changed for the Warriors over the last month, and yeah, it's it's better focus, it's better defense, in particular on the home court. It's Draymond Green playing like a man possessed. It's Steph Curry continuing to do what Steph Curry has done, and Andrew Wiggins coming along for, for that ride as well. But really, the, the big changes have been defensive focus. They fixed the bench with Draymond Green being a huge part of it. And then they've gotten much more production out of Clay Thompson these last couple of weeks and out of Jordan Poole these last couple of weeks. And and slowly this thing is starting to, to build some momentum where you really feel like the real Warriors are coming out at this point and, and they're looking uh at, at an opportunity to, to get uh you know to, to get up 
in the standings here in the in the Western Conference as things move forward. Had a, had a quick texture today. We'll close it out on this note on Warriors this week as Dan Devone was sitting in for, for Whitey Gleason, and he, he asked, hey, what do the Warriors have to be on, on Christmas to give themselves the best chance at, at, at a top-four seed? I think the Warriors are in a great spot right now. And you look at, you know, you, you got to get the Indiana game that gets you to 14 and 11. And then, you know, you take your chances at Utah. And then, you know, maybe you get that one. You get to 15 and 11. You split the road trip. And look, going three and three on a six game road trip is a tall ask, I think, with a couple of back to backs, given the fact that the Warriors at this point are, are what, two and 10 on the road and, and have, I think, the, the second most home wins now for the Warriors and also the second uh, fewest road wins. And, and so. Saying three and three, but I think if you can get these next two, and Utah's no picnic, but they're not playing nearly as well as they were earlier in the year, and I think they're a good matchup for the Warriors. I think the Jazz can't guard the Warriors when the Warriors are, are on and focused. And to me, it's get those get to fifteen and eleven, get a th- get a three and three trip, and I think if you're you're eighteen and fourteen at that point, you're going to be right there within a game or two of of being a top three four four spot, and then you get home for Christmas. And not only are you home for Christmas and the rematch of the conference semifinals and the Memphis Grizzlies coming in, but then you get the Hornets, you get the Jazz again, you get the Blazers. Uh, It is a long homestand. The Warriors are home from Christmas all the way through January the 10th. And so that is a two-full-week homestand with a lot of games, seven, eight of them to be exact. Uh, and and the Warriors have a shot. If you can get to eighteen and fourteen at that point, and then make some hay, get a you know get a six and two, seven and one type of homestand at that point. Now now you're now you're all of a sudden twenty five and fifteen right at the midway point, and you're on pace to win fifty games, even though you were three and seven at the start. So that that's the template, I think. That's the breakdown. Of course, injuries and other things can can play a role in that. But uh, assuming relative health, I think that's what the Warriors have to do. All right. That'll do it for me tonight. Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate the callers. Appreciate the texters and uh, everybody checking in last night, this morning on Warriors This Week, and now tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up again. That'll do it for me. Uh, I'll be back, uh, well, Levi's tomorrow for the Niners and, and the Dolphins. Uh, make sure you keep it locked to 95.7 The Game for all of your 49ers coverage tomorrow uh, with Larry and Lowe out at the Hilton and uh, everybody doing the post game. I'm going to be joining Larry and Lowe from Levi's at noon and then uh, on uh, with the boys post game as well as uh, that is a big one. And now the Warriors can step aside and the 49ers and Dolphins can take center stage here for the next couple of days and then the Warriors back in action on Monday against the Pacers. So I'll talk to you then back here at Chase. Uh, Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studio, Sterling Bennett, Craig Valentino, uh, getting pulled out of semi-retirement. I kid, Craig, (laughs) to to help out here on a Saturday night. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Warriors beat the Rockets 120-101, to and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.